Oi, oi, troopers. Welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. Before we kick off this episode, quick shout out to Infusion CBD. CBD is amazing. That's all I need to say. And you should be like, I believe you, Tomo. Because it fucking is. It helps with so many different things. And this being a partly mental health based podcast, it helps with your mental health no end. From your depression, anxiety, PTSD, eating disorders, sleeping disorders. It even got muscle rub to help you with your ligaments, joints, muscle pain. It helps with everything. They've even got coffee, for God's sake. Which is very nice, by the way. So go and check them out. That is Infusion CBD. They are award-winning CBD company based in the UK. And it is amazing. Putting a promo code... Granite 15 at checkout and get 15% off, courtesy of your man. You're welcome, troops. Also, massive shout out to my boys at Right Flank. I love them. Not only are they in chat with Tomo Meister General about getting a new Granite Zero t-shirt made, not only that, but they also have amazing sports apparel. So go and check them out. Right flank. Put in the promo code flanked15 at checkout for 15% off. But not only that, they also have right flank support. Now that is for anybody suffering with depression, anxiety, PTSD, whether you've got money problems, marital problems, the list can go on and on and on. They will help and support you. Now, Without further ado, I've been waiting for this podcast for so long and I'm so privileged and so honoured to have him on the show. He is the first triple amputee from the Afghanistan Theatre and UK Forces. Former Royal Marine Commando. Best-selling author. Podcast host. Invictus Games medalist has done bucket loads for charity. Potentially got a movie being made about him. It's the one and only Mark Ormrod. Welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. Check it out. Powerful Mark Ormrod. Welcome to good the Zero Podcast, my friend. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. How are you getting on? You all right? Living the dream, mate. Just powering through some emails in my man cave, enjoying the sunshine, getting ready to uh, to get out there a little bit later. I've got lots of stuff to do today. So, um, 
yeah, excited, happy to be here. Thank you for oh, inviting mate. me on. Hey, I, I have to quickly say it though. You're actually one of the reasons why I started the podcast. So remember listening to your first episode. Is it hashtag no limits, your podcast, your original one? No limits. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard it and it was the bit where you said it's your journey in your journal so that like your kids can listen back and things like that. And I was like, yeah. that's brilliant. That is fucking brilliant. And I was like, at that point, it was when I was at my, my sort of lowest with my mental health issues. I was talking to my brother and I was like, oh, mate, I could start a podcast. And then through your one, I was like, ah, yeah, it's not a bad shout, that. So mm. partly thanks <laughs> to you. <laughs> and uh, it, was do, it? it was during that time that I was watching your, um, your doc as well on, on Amazon. I think I sent you a few messages saying how, how inspiring the whole thing was. And, it, and it's one of those where... Obviously, with with mental health issues, nobody can see the injuries. Right. And I was like, I'm struggling here, but seeing someone like yourself that's brought himself up from the struggles that you've got, losing losing the three limbs, and even when you had your little um, your blip um, that you mentioned on on the podcast, it's like, if if Mark can do that, why can't I better myself and get myself out of it? You know what I mean? And like so inspired mate by the by the whole thing the only thing i haven't yet done is read your book which i'm gonna to have to get <laughs> all right be, well be a full fanboy i won't spoil it but um i don't die at the end i survive oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me just quickly go back a minute i want to touch on what you said when you mentioned um you said uh, a on one of my podcasts, I was talking about this, this blip that I had, right? Yeah. What I, what I try to be very careful of when, when I do any social media, podcasts, face the cameras, written text, whatever it is, I try to be very open and honest because I think yeah. it, can be, it can come across a lot of the time where, especially on social media, people are only ever showing you the good stuff, right? Yeah. And a lot of it is fucking bollocks and it's false, right? Yeah, and... I'm very conscious that sometimes that I could come across like some sort of bulletproof dude that never gets down, never, nothing affects me or, or yeah. anything like that, right? And, and that couldn't be further from the truth, right? So I always try, I'm honest, I tell people about the times during my recovery when I broke down and cried. Yeah, I tell yeah. them about my struggles now. And, and they're not all really so much to do with my injuries, but they're just normal things what yeah, people yeah, struggle with. I've got kids to raise, bills to pay, a job to balance. I've got to stay physically fit, mentally fit. I've got goals, aspirations, dreams that I'm trying to pursue. And I get knocked on my ass constantly. I have to pick myself up and stay motivated <laughs> and keep moving forward like everyone else does. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I can't stand it when people put on a front where yeah. they're like the super achiever and nothing gets in their way and Hustle and you know, and I'll yeah, say all speaking, that speaking from the same songbook, there, mate. I'm the same, which is one of the reasons why I think I've had quite a few people gravitate to, to my podcast is the fact that I don't shy away from me saying, Look, when I was at my lowest, I was curled up in a ball, crying my eyes out, and my daughter came and wiped the tears from my eyes and told me it's going to be okay. Mm. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I used to be, don't get me wrong, I used to be fucking petrified of telling people about my emotions, my feelings, and all that sort of shit. Because I'm a man, but right. now I'm like, nah, 
But this is why I think, me personally, this is why I think it's super important that, that I'm honest. Firstly, because I am a man. Yep. And a lot of men think that it's not cool or macho to, to talk about this kind of stuff or to admit this kind of stuff. Second of all, I was a Royal Marine, right? And, and there's a whole other stigma around that with military people. You're not supposed to talk about this and man up and get on with it. You yeah. know, and second of all, you know, all the other the stuff, you know, two-time combat veteran and all the background, you know, it, on paper, you're supposed to be this alpha male macho yeah. dude that just crunches through everything and cracks on. But the reality is, I'm a human being. We're all human beings and we exactly. all struggle. I don't care if you're special forces, if you're SO19, if you're UFC heavyweight champion, you know what I mean? Everyone in here, when yeah. you're on, in the hotel you're room on your own, reflecting and there's no cameras and smoke and lights and, and all that kind of stuff, we all kind of go through it together. That's why I think it's important to be really honest. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, mate, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I, I, can, I can admit, when I first came out of the military, I, I, was, I was very much in that sort of stigma mentality. Like one of my mates had, uh, was on antidepressants, and I was like, what the fuck is he on antidepressants for? Mm-hmm being very blinkered and very narrow-minded with, with it all. And then when it started happening to myself, I was like, oh, fucking hell. You, you don't think that everybody's mind is different. One thing can affect one right. person, the next thing it, it won't. You know what I mean? But This is the thing as well. It's in, a lot of people that I've met over the years, they come up to me and one of their opening lines is, Mark, my issues aren't as bad as your issues are, but... And I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Your issues are your issues. And yeah, it's yeah. individual to you. So me losing three limbs could be as catastrophic to you as a goldfish dying. It's all yeah. relevant to who you are and, and how you deal with things and how you look at the world. So it's not that my situation is worse than anyone's. Yeah, it's yeah. all relevant to an individual. So people, I, I try and tell them in the nicest way, look, don't, feel, don't come up to me and think that your issues aren't as severe as mine. They are because they're individual to you. Yeah, they're, they're your issues, but we can all, every anybody and everybody can help someone in some way, just by having a just by having a chat. You know what I mean? Yeah. By having a fucking chat, which is why I'm actually like I think it's been quite a while since I've been like pinging you the odd message, fancy coming on, and wholeheartedly I understand that you're a fucking busy man, like especially. Yeah. With the, so what, what's going on with um, the potential movie about you? Is it in, in the works or, or, or aren't you allowed to talk? Um, <laughs> there are things I can say, things I can't. But yeah, got you. What I can say is I've had some very positive meetings with the team during lockdown. We That's are, good. when it, I'm learning all this as I go, right? I don't know yeah, yeah. What goes on behind the scenes to make a movie, and I'm learning at, that it comes in chunks and stages. Mm -hmm. So you've got to raise finance first of all for the script, and then you've got to do something to do with casting and all that kind of stuff. So where we're at now, we are ahead of where we wanted to be in terms of finance raised, people in place, and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's actually been very positive. It's just that because of COVID and travel restrictions oh, yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff, we can't go to where we need to go with the people we need to be with to actually yeah. start physically filming. 
So we're we're getting on. We're in a very positive place. That's good. That's good, mate. Because I was I was like sort of speaking to the missus about it. I was like, you look on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and the amount of American movies there are. It's like it's like people forget that the British forces were there as well, and we've got so many fucking alley bastards that you could make movies about. I believe mm-hmm. um, uh, Woody's making one. Brian Wood is making one about his experiences yeah. and things like that. Yourself, it's mm-hmm. like there's been so many different things that people could just go, oh, that would make a fucking brilliant movie. I think the mm-hmm. last one we've had was Kajaki, I believe, which was I I still think was one of the best, like war movies if you want to call it out there like how real it was which i think a lot of hollywood sort of takes away from like the realness and getting and i always find it i don't know about yourself when you're watching say like a war movie or something they don't quite capture the banter between the brothers on the on the front line and that it it, Mm. it seems a bit more forced it's like Oh, get that spot on in it. Like in, in Jarhead, they got a little bit, haven't they? Yeah. You know, I, I, I like Jarhead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I quite like Jarhead. And a, a lot of, I spoke to a few Marines out in Bastion when I was there and they were saying, oh, it's a shit movie, man. It doesn't. And it's like, but is it though? Or is that actually how you guys are? <laughs> so this is my thing, right? This is what I said from the beginning is that I want it to be very realistic as it, mm. in terms of you know, you've got the right kit for that era. The guys yeah. move in the right way. They firefight in the right way. They've got the right drills and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things I learned when I wrote my first book was that you've got to understand that not everyone going to watch it has ever served in the military. Yeah. So it's not that it's not important, but you've got, you've got to appeal to lots of different audiences. If you just literally went full ham with military banter, terminology, life yeah. the civvies would be like what is this rubbish i don't understand what they're talking about why, <laughs> yeah. why are they doing that that's that's ridiculous so you've got a why are they balance. saying fuck after every word <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> why are they putting hot teaspoons on everyone's neck and you know <laughs> filming them over the, the chitter and, and all the you know what i mean it's just you've got to balance yeah. it up yeah you know, I suppose, uh, yeah you're right there. <laughs> i never thought of it that way because obviously i'm still like that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. That's bollocks. Right. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But yeah, <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Like they're not going to understand all the fucking little quirks that we have, saying things like fucking. I mean, that'd be, that'd for no be perfect. That would be perfect for a documentary. Yeah. If you did a documentary, and you were let into the 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 different language, the banter, the, the you know the behind the scenes stuff. It's different because you're watching that documentary because you want to learn about that stuff. Yeah. But on a movie, I swear you'd sit there like, "What's happening? Why? Yeah. Why have they done this? Why have they done that?" It, it, it would be too hard to watch. So you got you got to get that balance right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, I'm gonna have to bring it up because I had a a legend of the sport on the the other the other week. In, in Eddie Cohn. How's the jiu-jitsu going? Have you had much chance getting on the mat recently with all this fucking shitty lockdown? I have. You won't be able to see this if you're listening, but if you're watching, this is my little area. Oh, look at that. Uh, my wife's doing a 
reclamation project at the minute on a wardrobe, but right here in my cave, it's kind of like my office, my chair yeah, yeah. area, and my jujitsu area. So, you know, the lads come around here. We get we've been all been tested multiple times to make sure we're all clear, and then we just get down and dirty there and and do our training. Happy days, yeah. Because I, yeah, I was, we were watching. Uh, we actually put it on last night. Your um your Amazon doc i was like he's coming on the show tomorrow so i was like the missus when i'm just going to do a little bit of homework if you like just to refresh my memory on things and she was like he's do he's doing jujitsu and i was like yeah he's a he's a blue belt i went what's embarrassing the man's got one arm and could probably tie me up like a fucking pretzel and she was like <laughs> he was like really i went well yeah i'm i'm pretty shit at like i've 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 done it a few times I'm no, I'm no expert on it at all. I do like it, um, but trying to get with my work and fucking all that shit, it's like, oh, I want to do something, but then work's getting in the way. But anyway, and um, I'm like, yeah, he would fucking rip me to pieces doing jujitsu. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It is, it is brilliant. And, and I think it's, it's very addictive as well, isn't it? Even if you're getting tapped out week in, week out, you're like, oh, how do I stop that happening? It's, I think it's brilliant. I highly I'm recommend it. I'm, I'm going through this, this phase of my training right now where I know what to do. And Sam, my professor, is showing me these tiny little tweaks yeah. that just make mass. So at the minute, I'm still in that muscle phase where I, like, I'm getting a choke on, I'm forcing it, and then my arm's blowing up with lactic yeah, acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, just spider walk your hand up, get your elbow right underneath his chin and press down on the chest. And I don't even feel like I'm doing anything. And he's like, eh, 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 tapping out. Yeah. And I'm like, don't bullshit. I, I, I thought he was bullshitting me. I'm like, yeah. mate, I didn't do anything. You're not, you're bullshitting. He went, no, 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 mate, that was on. And then you see the vein popping at his head and you're like, oh, maybe it was on there. Yeah. You know, so That's it's awesome, quite exciting. Mate. Yeah. Do, do your kids do it as well? Have you got them into it yet? They've, they've messed around with it. I, I would love yeah. to get them into it. First yeah. of all, because I think it's so beneficial for them. But secondly, we get to spend more time together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 um, I showed my, uh, well, I am my youngest, but she's really little. So I um, showed my oldest a few things. Her rear naked choke is, is legit. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll be sitting there on the sofa or something. And she'll sneak up behind me, lock it in. I'm like, fucking hell, get off. <laughs> I've got a brilliant. Uh, I've got a brilliant video on my. Um, it was on my birthday. Um, all uh, the missus family came round, and she got she got her granddad in it, and it was brilliant. So he was winding her up, tickling her, and doing all that. And she went, "I'm going to get you, granddad, when you when you don't expect it." And then he fucking locked it in. He was proper fucking. Nice. It was brilliant. <laughs> nice. But I've been trying to get her into those sorts of things, but she's she's a girly girl. She. She, she's in, into ballet and, and gymnastics and things like that. But I'll, yeah. I'll get her into it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant though, mate. It's brilliant. Did you find it a difficult transition getting getting on the mat when you first got on there? No. No? It, it, felt, it felt really natural to me. Um, I don't know if you saw much about my, my background prior to getting injured, but from the age of about 12, I, I competed in full contact kickboxing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, Thai boxing. And then when I was in the Marines, I tried boxing at heavyweight. So I had that background and, and, I, and I grew up doing martial arts. And so yeah. when I did EJJ for the first time, it just felt normal to be back in that mm. environment, that yeah. whole spiritual side of it, the discipline side of it. And I just, I just love learning stuff and, and progressing and advancing and getting better and, and making these small incremental gains. You know, I just, anything, I, I think it's not just me. I think it's human beings as a whole are at their happiest when they're, when they're growing yes. and, they're, and they're advancing at something. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's worse than just being sat there stagnant in, in life, not making any forward progression. Yeah, yeah, you've got... So, that, that's, that's the whole thing about, like, goal setting and stuff like that. If you've set yourself goals, even if they're little ones to start with, to the big goal, mm. as, soon as, you, as soon as you, like, even if it's weight loss, for example, throw that one out there, lots of people like that. You lose a couple of pounds each week and you're like, fucking hell. That's brilliant. And how good do you feel when you've done it and then you get to the next bit? And I think a lot of people, and she won't mind me saying, my missus is a pain in the ass for it, where she'll set herself little goals, get to those little goals, and then go, yeah, I've done it now. It's like, no, yeah. you haven't. Keep going. Yeah. Don't stop. And this is the thing. It, it, it's corny as shit, but the old adage of it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, like, that's the thing now with jujitsu. It's this, this is me, you know, to get to a black belt, I'm probably looking at another 10 years. Yeah. Right. And I love that yeah, because course. that's not my ultimate goal. You know, it is my ultimate goal, but it's not going to be the end of it for me. Yeah, I just yeah. love, like I said just now, those little distinctions I'm learning and, and getting better yeah. and doing this different, doing that different. Pump. You know, the part where conscious journey. I may even get the chance to coach other people, yeah. other adaptive athletes. So there's that part of it as well. It's awesome. You know, it's just, it just, I've integrated it into my lifestyle. It's, it's part of my life now. Yeah. It's, it, I, that's what I love about jujitsu as well, is that it's not a, um, you can't just go out and buy the belt like you can with, with other martial arts, for example, or, right. or known for that sort of thing. Um, like you turn up a couple of weeks in your automatic yellow belt, for example, um, mm -hmm. where jujitsu, you will get found out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, didn't it? Like I, I've, I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. One of my, um, uh, I do a, I do the odd boot camp sort of style fitness with um, one of my mates. Right. And uh, he, he's, uh, I think he's a purple belt. I'm not sure who he's under. Um, but he went, oh, Tomo, do you fancy coming for a, for a role? I was like, yeah, fucking hell, why not? And he's like, do you want to do gi or no gi? And I went, well, I don't own a gi, so we'll just go no gi, put the rash guards on, that sort of thing. I must have at least 35 kilos on him. So I'm thinking I could at least use a bit of my weight. I know a little bit. Fucking hell, he's ridiculous. Like, yeah. how strong he felt was just... I was like, I'm drowning here. You've humbled me completely. There's me thinking I'm Mr. Billy Big Bollocks. Got a bit of timber on me. Fucking don't work. <laughs> and I, what surprises me when I roll with guys, I look at them and I'm like, right, five foot eight, probably 11 and a half, 12 stone. But if they know what they're doing, it's like having an eight foot 40 yeah. stone blood. That's what it I'm felt like. like. 
Yeah, it felt like I was fucking being manhandled by a gorilla. Yeah. It was fucking horrible, mate. <laughs> yeah. So and that's what I love about. Yeah, it's brilliant. Here's, here's a quick one for you. Have you rolled with Tom Hardy or not? Because I know he trains down at your. Yeah. Yeah. Me. What's he yeah. like to roll with? Did, did he originally go down there to, during the Warrior movie or was it before that? I've got no idea, mate. Um, I've only met him a couple of times. Oh, right. But yeah. he's very good. Really good. Yeah. He was pretty, pretty yeah. shit hot in that movie, to be fair. Um, that Warrior movie? Yeah. Fucking I love that film. Fucking animal, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, was, I remember seeing him a few times wearing like uh, veteran apparel stuff. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? So I'd have a little look. And then he's obviously sporting the reorg. Um, rash guards and, and t-shirts and things i'm like oh he fucking loves it and he, he's he, he loves it doesn't he to be fair to him i think he's brilliant i love the he's fact that supporter. yeah he's a big supporter for it should get get him in your movie mate yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you to star in it at all your movie going back to it or are you just so be... i think i'm gonna I'm, I'd like to do a cameo in it. Yeah. You know, I, I gone, I've gone back and forth with this because I'm like, well, I'm not a trained actor. Yeah. But then I think back to your likes of your Arnie and all them back in the day. I'm like, well, they weren't trained actors either. They just, they just got on board with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm sure if I got the right people to coach me and I just completely immersed myself in it, yeah, I sure. could do okay. Yeah, I'm sure you'd pick it up like... Yeah, but at the same time, I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not a name in that world. So yeah, got you. That would probably detract from it, from the attention yeah. that I wanted to get. You could do something um, similar to what Mark Luttrell did, Marcus, even not Mark, because yeah. he did he did a cameo in Lone Lone Survivor, didn't he? He was just sat on the table, yeah. which that'd be quite that'd be quite good. Try and spot Mark in there. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I could, I could do that. I mean, we'll we'll figure it out once once I've got the uh, the finalised yeah, script yeah. in front of me. I can have a look through it and see if there's any opportunity for me to fit in. Yeah. You got um, any other sort of fitness challenges coming up? Because obviously, obviously, you did the Invictus Games. Was it twice you did the Invictus Games, or was it once? I did. Yeah, twice. I think I think um, I thought that was a brilliant thing as well. Invictus Games. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Like, uh, again, fucking all, all of you guys that were on it, fucking truly ins inspirational. Um, it's quite close to my my heart as well. One of my close mates, Robbo, was in the uh, rugby t rugby wheelchair rugby team. Uh, Stuart Robinson. Oh, okay. um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like following that, and then obviously you would pop up every now and then. it's like fucking hell, he's swimming as well. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. wanted me up that. about that as well. She went, "I bet Mark could beat you at swimming." I was like, oh, "I don't know about that one. You could probably destroy me at the rowing and and the other bits." When I'm a, I'm a you know what, I did with the, what I did with the swimming, um, I, I I laugh and I look back on it, but I know that I swim quicker underwater, and yeah. I knew I was going to be one of the only ones that had one arm to swim with. Yeah, so I just. I spent months trying to increase my lung capacity to see how long I could stay underwater for. I was trying to swim 50 meters underwater. Yeah. I think I got about 33 was my best, I think. And it, I was fucking That's still going messed up after that. 
Um, but that was my that was my strategy. Just hold your breath, <laughs> go underwater as fast as you can, and, and the then try and beat everyone. <laughs> and that's all right on a fifty meter stretch, but when you're doing a hundred meters, oh yeah, of course, you're blown out. Nope. As soon as you pop, it, you're like ah fuck. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's awesome. Yeah. Mate. I, I really think it is because it gives it gives the veterans with the injuries and even if they are mental or, or it gives you that sense of camaraderie again. And I think that really like I, I noticed on, on one of them, I think it was the swimming. I think you, you had finished and there was another guy coming just behind you and you could see the line of you guys all just cheering him on. Didn't matter what country he was. Yeah. I thought that's yeah. fucking brilliant. Just shows that yeah. like you're all in it together. It was just fucking like goosebumps, mate. It was brilliant. Yeah, no, fucking that's what it's it. about, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a big thing for injured veterans and even those that have just just left for whatever reason. They, you lose that that sense of brotherhood, as it were. That's a that's a big thing that we talk about on the on the podcast quite regularly is not having that, and especially now in this fucking lockdown phase. Yeah, you can get you can get your old uh, Zoom call in or whatever, but going down the pub or whatever, having a chat with your mates yeah. is, is is something that I, I've said it countless times. I'm lucky I've got three um, lads that I used to serve with literally live down the road from me, so fucking, that that's fucking handy for me. But there are others out there that don't have that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Men- no, I agree, mate. I, li- I mean, I live in Plymouth, so I'm surrounded by. Oh, you're Navy, yeah. all of them, mate. Constantly, constantly. So I know I luck. I mean, right now I live on a military married patch. We bought our house. We got put oh, yeah. in a house back in 2008. We bought it luckily in 2009. So although we own this property, all the people, my next door neighbours are uh, French naval officers, but right. Dutch naval officers. We have jam. You know, they do exchange drafts. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah surrounded by it constantly oh, that, that's good though that's good isn't it yeah like my to be fair my missus never really got on well with the married patch i thought I, if i'm honest i don't think she gave it enough time but yeah that okay. she she didn't really uh she was very family orientated and we moved away from her family i was used to it you know what i mean i left at 20 so <laughs> i was used to it. I, could, I could go wherever the fuck i wanted um yeah yeah she was when i went on tour she would go back she wouldn't stay in the married quarter. She'd go go back home. Yeah. Which, eh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's important to have that support sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Then, yeah. And that's one thing that, well, especially um, the RAF regiment, I don't think they did all that well was to check in on, on, on wives, girlfriends, partners when we were yeah. away. Like, my missus was like, I never got, never got a phone call. Just to say that the, the lads were all right, there's nothing going on, that sort of thing. Do they like, do that now or not? I have no idea. Um, I'm guessing so. I'm guessing there's a bit more of a community spirit. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone downhill a little bit. Well, yeah, don't really fucking know, mate, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to think that they did do that, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it might have just been my, my squadron, for example, might have just been shit at admin. Um, right. So I don't want to throw like fucking the whole regiment under the bus, but just my squadron, or just do that. <laughs> do better. Um, but yeah, it's it's all fucking good. So what have you got on for the rest of your day? You said you got a fucking busy old day. 
it's, it's non-stop, mate. Like, even if I haven't got much in the diary, yeah. you know, I'm constantly, you know, I'm doing things like this, podcasting. I've, I'm re-editing my first book at the minute. So when I get a spare hour, I'll, I'll bang out a chapter of that. I'm just finishing my second book now. So lots of meetings, lots of Zoom calls. Um, God, what else is going on? You know, hitting the gym, staying fit, the school runs. Um, just keep on top of my diary. It's a full-time thing. Like this morning, yeah. before I, came here, yeah. I spent 40 minutes literally just juggling the next three weeks around to try and fit everyone in geographically so I'm not yeah. going from here to Scotland to Newton Abbott, you know, so I do it in a yeah. logical way. Um, and then I've got my own podcast. So I, you know, yesterday I did... Uh, I've got my podcast and my work one, the Charlie Charlie One podcast. Yeah, I did. I've, so I did see that one. Yeah. Then I've got to do the intros, outros. I've got a good friend of mine does the editing, um, but then booking them in, traveling to the. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> all the <Yeah>. time. <laughs> Fucking never ending, mate. It's never ending. <laughs> but it's good though. I like, I like being busy. Yeah. It. There's nothing worse than not having anything to do because I don't know about yourself but my mind just goes fucking wandering it's like well what can I do it's like yeah I struggle to just sit and chill out I've got to have some sort of structure something to do I was actually thinking about this last night right and I was lying down on the the living room floor in the kids room bed and I think I think to myself holy shit like I'm I'm super busy and not just busy for the sake of being busy, but productive busy. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I've, I've seen just about everything on Netflix. How have I managed to do that? <laughs> it's like, I work like crazy all the time. And I'm still doing the school runs and training. Yeah. And I, put, I put Netflix on. I'm like, seen it, seen it. I seen literally, it. B- before we started recording this, I was, um, I was cooking my breakfast. And uh, I was like, what can I put on Netflix? Just to like pass a bit of time. I was like, don't want to watch that. Seen that. Seen that. So I was like, oh, fucking hell. I'll put extras on. So I just put fucking... It's like, that's my go-to. Extras or office. It's like, they will do because they're like 20 minutes long. I still laugh at them. But yeah. It's like, you, need on, you need to get on Amazon Prime and start watching The Boys. Oh, yeah. I'm on that. I'm on episode three, four of the second season now. Okay. So, yeah, I, li- I like it. Yeah. Yeah, mate, it's good. It's good. Trying to get um, trying to get my my kids into certain things because they've always done stuff with with me missus. Obviously, girls being girls. Wow, I need to get a niche that I can watch with them, so it can be like a daddy daughter time. We've discovered the youngest really likes Marvel, so I'm like happy days. I can I can I can sit and watch fucking them all day. Not a problem. And then I just found, well, she's been banging on about it, so I haven't just found out. But my eldest, I believe it's because of my uh, my niece, she's really into uh, Stranger Things. So she's like, oh, can, we watch, can we watch Stranger Things? I was like, yes, we can. I was yeah. like, I've already seen it, but yes, we can. I'll watch that again. <laughs> no, I was trying to tell her. Yeah, it's, it's funny. We watched the first episode and she's like, Daddy, these, these boys are cycling home and it's really dark and late. And I went, that was the 80s for you. I was like, 80s, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, 80s, 90s. We just go wherever you... I was like, I'd be coming home at 11 o'clock on my bike. Yeah, yeah. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, you're not. Too yeah, many creeps about. There's a lot more. 
There's more weirdos around nowadays. You're in the yeah. alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, I try. I try doing the same thing, mate, with my kids, but they watch YouTubers, and yeah. I'm, I want to blow my brains out when I'm sat there with them. I'm like, same. It's irritating because these people are so successful, and I've watched some of their videos, and they're clearly making a yeah. lot of money from it. But I'm like. The content is, is boring. There's no talent involved, yeah, but it's, it's, kids love it. That's why they get all the views. Yeah, exactly. And they're <laughs> getting paid because of the views. It's mad. Um, but, mate, you'll get this. As a fully grown man, an ex-military, I'm watching blokes our age playing hide-and-seek in their house with their yeah. wife. And I'm like, you're a man. You're a yeah. fully grown man. And you're running around playing hide-and-seek and shooting Nerf guns and recording it on video to put onto YouTube and I'm like, I, I don't think I could ever see myself doing it. No. I just like, no, I'm, I'm a bloke. <laughs> I'm not yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm the same. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I'll be upstairs. I'll be pottering about, I'll come downstairs. There'll be one, one of like my eldest got a phone. So she'll be watching YouTube on a phone. Youngest has picked up the laptop watching this, like pretty much the same thing. And I'm like, what are you watching? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, we're watching whatever it's fucking called. I'm like, let me get this right. You're watching two 18-year-old boys that are a bit strange in my head playing a kid's game online, but recording it and uploading it, and you're watching it. She's like, yeah. yeah. I went, why don't you just play the game? Yeah, I don't get how it's entertaining. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not entertaining to me. No. But they've cracked it because they know kids will watch it over yeah. and over, they'll tell their mates about it, and they'll like, blah, blah, and you know, it honestly it bugs the crap out of me. But when I watch a bloke running through his mansion and he goes to hide in his garage and he runs past his six Lamborghinis, I'm like, he's got something here, isn't he? Yeah, he's got something. Yeah, somewhere. Definitely. Oh, it's like what was the one they used to watch when they, when they were a bit li a bit smaller? They would watch this. I, I, the only, she must have been Polish or Latvian or something like that, but she would sit and open toys and then like yeah. describe the toy. It's like, no, just, I know. I know. It's, like, it's like, you're a grown up. Stop playing with toys. I know. I know. Now, I mean, there are one or two actually, to be fair, that I've sat down with my son more and watched and, these guys have got this platform. They're clearly making a lot of good money and, and they're doing some good stuff with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they'll, they'll go out and they'll do a, they, they do a lot of these challenges and they'll go into a shop and they'll, they'll say, look, you can, here's my credit card type thing. Go sort yourself out. And I think one of them, he said, oh, there's a limit on it. If you go over the limit, you can't have anything. If you stay under it, you can have everything you buy. But there was no limit. And he was just going out helping people that needed a bit of help. And yeah. so I thought that was oh, that's, cool. that's pretty cool. And it wasn't an arrogant way. It wasn't like, look, I'm super rich. Here's my platinum card, peasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was in, it was done in a nice way, you know? So I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. But I've, the majority said, of them... Yeah, I've, I've always said to like my eldest, because obviously, like I said earlier, she's really into gymnastics. I'm like, why don't you find something... If you're watching YouTube, find something that you can learn from. Yeah. where they can teach you how to do certain moves doing gymnastics and things like that. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, I could. It's like, no, you should, instead of watching a dickhead open a toy. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck off, why are you watching that? Listen, 
Listen to us bitter grown men. I know. I hate these kids. These, fucking, these fucking young'uns. The fucking youth of today. Yeah. <laughs> I even think I pulled They're out all up my... on the line, on the YouTube. <laughs> on the What's YouTube. That? On the YouTube. <laughs> on the YouTube. I'm pretty sure I actually said in my day the other day to, to my eldest. When we were watching oh, Stranger Things, I was like, yeah, in my day, you could go out in the fields and build a fort. <laughs> in my day, like, like the 90s was in this all singing and all dancing time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got you. Fucking brilliant, mate. Oh, but yeah, YouTube. Can, even my, my youngest was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a YouTuber. No, you don't. Well, you do if you want all that money, but can you not but see- do something? Yeah, constructive. constructive. Yeah, they think it's brilliant that their podcast is on YouTube. They're like, Dad, is the podcast on YouTube? It's like, yeah. How many subscribers you got? I went, I don't know, 42? Yeah. (laughs) They're like, can we watch it? No. Why not? Because I swear a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not watching it. (laughs) But when you're older, that's the reason why I'm doing all these. So you've got something. If something happens to me, you can watch it all. There you go. And dad will always be there. That, that's the idea. Like, yeah, stole that from you. The journey, the journal. The journal. Yeah, mate, it's a, good, a brilliant idea. I was, always to- I was always toying with the idea of a podcast. Yeah. And then, yeah, when I first heard your one, I was like, that's a fucking, that's an idea. I like that idea. Yeah. It's pretty easy to do, isn't it? Yeah and, is it? yeah, and like, when I first started, it was literally just me talking to myself for, 40 minutes mm-hmm. which yeah and now i'm getting guests like yourself on i've had some um pretty good ufc fighters on which has always been good yeah, yeah. it's growing it's growing getting there slowly and the good mate. thing as well about it is you know if you were like a if you were doing something similar to this you know like they did back in the day like a bbc radio mm. presenter or something you can't say shit and fuck and you can't no, talk no. about what you want to say yeah exactly so it's, it's fun it's yeah. fun. My, my brother's always the same. My brother, whenever he's on, he always like lines up little little nuggets that he knows that I'll go off on a rant about. Like, mm. And then he's like, I'm going to get you banned from YouTube for saying that. I'm like, well, no, ban me. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's my content. They don't own my content. No. Yet. And there's other platforms. There's other platforms. <laughs> yeah. It, get, it goes out on all the platforms anyway, so it's like they, they can't get all of them. Nope. <laughs> they can try. <laughs> oh well, fuck it, Mark. This is fucking been brilliant, mate. Honestly, I've been, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. I don't want you to like the world's busiest man. That's right, mate. That's right. Yeah. Just a <laughs> That's why I love the podcast sort of format. You know, what I mean, it is literally a conversation. We could, we don't have a set script. Especially on the on Granite Zero, you know all these certain podcasts have like I'm gonna have got I've got an agenda to get across. Nah, nah. It's, it's fucking sometimes to pull up a sandbag and chat. Yeah, mate, and just slag off YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well they laugh at us from their mansions. Yeah, it's like twelve years old and got all the money. Oh no, that is me still working a fucking. 12-hour shift doing security work. We're old. We're old men. <laughs> We've got the wrong mentality. So old, mate. <laughs> I know. I know. 
That's what so, have you um, got on for the rest of the day? Oh, mate, I've got nothing on. Literally, this is the no. highlight of my day. Um, okay. Fucking housework and that. I'll probably go to the gym a bit later. I believe I've got another podcast tomorrow, but that won't be until the evening because I've got regular human job to do. Okay. Um, but yeah, oh, I've got the fucking school run and ballet to do tonight, which is a pain in the ass because they're all fucking different times. So annoying. They look at you funny when you turn up to the school with a tutu on. They do, mate. They're like, why are you wearing that? I'm like, why not? <laughs> I've got ballet. I've got, I've, got, I've got fucking ballet tonight. I've got my tights on. There you go. <laughs> so what happens when I wear hey, my... If I, if, yeah, if I've got my uh, fucking skinny jeans on, mate, they're like, you're definitely ready for ballet. You don't wear skinny jeans, <laughs> No, I do don't, you? mate. I can't. Not yeah. with these quads, mate. Not with these no, quads. No, they, they should be illegal. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't do it anyway. I remember, I remember I tried... Went to try on a pair once, just because I live, I live in Kent, so everybody wears them anyway. So I went to try them on, couldn't get them over my calf. I was like, I, I can't no. wear this. No. Well, you can't wear skinny jeans I think jeans my anyway. balls would overheat. <laughs> I think I just, like, you need room to swing and move, and, and I just don't think I could wear something that restrictive. No. Um, no. Not Definitely not. Definitely not. No. I don't even like wearing, like, the slim fit shirts. Don't even like wearing them. Not because I'm no. rotund, but <laughs> I feel like I'll hulk out of it if I wear it. I know, I know. Too big, mate. We're definitely old men now, aren't we? Well, so old right now. Oh, those youngsters in their fucking skinny jeans. I'll be wearing a cardigan in a week or two. Cardigan, and flat, cap. Down here. Yeah. cardigan flat cap. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Living the dream. You'll, get, you'll be getting some tinges of grey in that epic beard of yours. That's ginger. coming on, mate. I'm, I've got beard envy because I can't grow one. <laughs> I love it. I love a bit of beard. But you're probably gutted now. You uh, like back in back in the day when you were serving, had to be clean shaven and that, didn't you? Oh, man, like, I hated it. Now they're like, just fucking grow a beard. It's fine. I hated that. And I mean, God knows what they are now, but the old Mac free razor blades were like 18 quid a packet. <laughs> and I'd go for, I'd go for a blade a week. It was yeah. expensive. I think it cost more for me to shave than it did for me to put water in my house. My water bill was less than my <laughs> razor blade. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good money saver that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what isn't a good money saver is obviously everybody. I, I saw a meme on this, so I'm stealing it. I think it was on fill your boots. Everybody going around with the old Mark One respirator, saving the world. Yeah. All you needed was a bit of cloth yeah. around your face. Military fucking That's it. spending all that money. <laughs> Wasted <laughs> loads of money on respirators. Well, it's funny now though. I, I I think it is actually pretty funny now that they were saying how the respirator doesn't work if you've got a beard. That's why you can't grow a beard. But now they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, just grow a beard. So. All right, so I think, just quickly, just if if we're going to get an NBC attack, just have a quick shave before you put your respirator on. People with these big is that what they're saying? Is it? I, I have no idea. That's just me speculating, but it's like, yeah, not, I read something about it, and I think it's sort of like environment specific. So if you are going to go into an environment where it is a threat and you know you're going in there, then then obviously have a shave, have a quick shave, which I think. 
I would do anyway. I wouldn't take the risk. Oh yeah, definitely um, not. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'd be all right. I can form a seal. Bit beery. Yeah, no, I think I definitely want to be clean shaven for that. But yeah, I mean, the rest of the time, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, right. the navy don't shave. No, they don't do they? No, no, they, they always had that rule, didn't they? Didn't that? It had to be neat yeah, and tidy, they, though, didn't it? It had, yeah. I mean, it has to be presentable, but that, that's kind of. I, when I deployed to Iraq, I was attached to a regimental aid post. I'm working with a lot of naval medics. And the NBC threat there was obviously very high. Yeah, yeah. And while we, me and the two other bootnecks that worked with them shaved every day, they didn't. And I was just like, well, I know you don't have to. However, yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense if you did because there are missiles going over our head daily. Yeah. That could potentially be filled with chemicals, and you might want to get your respirator on and form a good seal on it. Yeah, because otherwise you'd be dead. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, there's quite a few um, lads out in uh, well, Iraq and, and Afghan when I went that got the old uh, the med chip to say that because they're in an open-top vehicle, all the dust going in their face, shaving every day, it would like cause fucking, I don't know, spots. Um, so they they got the they got the old fucking shaving shit. I was I was I was a comms nerd, so I was in the fucking panther anyway. So I was like, oh, I want a shaving shit. I think I'd rather have a few spots on my face than have my lungs boil from the inside of my body because my respirator <laughs> didn't seal properly. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. each to his own. It, yeah, exactly. Looks cool though having a beard. So yeah, Alina saved lives, as they say. Just maybe not in that situation. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Definitely not. Too alley for this. <laughs> Are <it>. you? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Brilliant, mate. It's spitting dits, as they say. Yeah. Oh. Tell you what. Your man cave is better than mine. I need a bigger is space. This, this is, my, um, this is my, my man cave, also known as the Shedio. This is uh, okay. my shed, basically. Yeah, make it, out. make it out. Yeah, so I've basically, all the shed stuff I've hidden. So like the lawnmower and things like that, it's all hidden over that side. And then this side, it right. makes it look like I'm in an actual studio. Or a fob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But oh, it's coming along, can. mate. It's coming along. It took me ages. Like for, for ages, I didn't have a mic or anything like that. Didn't even have a laptop. It was literally done on my phone for ages. But I'm the same. I don't have any Gucci kit either. I need to get some sort of soundproofing. Yeah. I saw this thing. It's like a hollow square and you put a mic in it and it's got soundproof around it so you can take it portable. Oh. So like, cause like where I am now, this extension on the house is a single skin building. I've got the garage door open. So I, I know yeah. nothing about acoustics, but I imagine they're not the greatest in the world right now. Yeah, you're not so, going through too bad, to be fair. This table here look that I'm on is what I want to get all my mics and everything. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get that little acoustic set up. So this is where I would do my podcasting from, bring yeah, the guests yeah. so, in. So what I'm doing on Zoom. I need to do something with this because it's a bit of a, like, obviously i got the, the mic and the fucking soundy thingy on it, which has helped like no end with, with the sound. But because I'm in a shed, 
if it's fucking raining, that's all you can hear. Right. You know, the fucking rain yeah. on the roof, and it's like, ah, it's annoying. Um, what's the other fucking annoying? So behind behind the shed is a load of fucking fields. So when the farmers are coming through with their fucking combine harvesters and what have you, and every now and then they get the fucking dickheads doing the. I'm guessing it's clapping or something, but it sounds like gunfire, which is brilliant. Okay. So that comes through sometimes, and you're like, oh, fucking shut up, will ya? I mean, I did it yesterday. I was recording one for work, and our offices, it's it's the oldest building on camp. It's an old wooden Nissan hut. Yeah, yeah. So single glazing, single skin, uh, rickety old building. And I was doing a, uh, a podcast for work with one of the girls that works in the employment and education team. And the street trooper came past. <laughs> and then the bloke gets out and then gets a leaf blower out and he starts blowing oh. leaves everywhere. Then he gets back in the street sweeper to run over the leaves, suck them up into the street sweeper. And I'm just like, right, we're gonna have to stop for a minute because that's all I can hear is this, this thing yeah. outside yeah. the window for like 15 minutes. So, but we'll figure it out as we go. Test and yeah. adjust, make it better. Exactly, yeah. test and adjust. Mm. Yeah, so, best way to do it, mate. Like it's so funny when I when I first did it. It's like I said, I did it on my phone, and me being a fucking idiot, sometimes I wouldn't put it on to because you could record and have it on the airplane mode. So obviously I wouldn't get any calls or anything. Yes. Fucking bell end. Some amount of times I left that on call, and I'd be like forty five minutes in, loads of decent content from me talking, and then the missus would ring, and it's like you fucking. And then you yeah. go back on it, and it's like it's gone. Where where's it gone? Why didn't it pause? It should have paused. <laughs> Where's it gone? I know, mate. And it's like, Ryan, I'm going to have to re- try and remember 45 minutes of dialogue that I just said. Did be best. Yeah. Got a but decent enough memory. It's all you know. SOP now. Yeah, mate. It's all... Yeah, um, that's it. Every day's a school day, innit? You know what I mean? Every day's a fucking school yeah. day. you gotta, you got to fucking learn them. But Yeah, exactly. Exactly, mate. Fucking brilliant. Tell you what, it's part of your little... Cool. um. Charlie, Charlie, one thing of me. What's it? Um, I've, I've, so I'm starting a charity football match, which is supposed to happen fucking last July, this July even. But that's now been moved over. I'm doing it uh, for Rock to Recovery, and oh, mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I spoke to. I think his name's Charlie. Sorry if I got his name wrong. Uh, one of the guys over at. A rock to recovery, and he was like, "So, what is it you're doing?" I was like, oh, "It's a charity football match. I'm playing against Spurs legends. We've got um, a couple of celebs playing for for the Granite Zero team. Well, I say celebs, celebs. Um, and uh, yeah, we're playing against Spurs legends. I'd like to do it for a decent, decent cause, and one of them being Mind, obviously with mental health problems. And I was like, I wanted to do it for." A, c- a company that basically really helps veterans like properly. And the reason why I say that I'll get to in a sec. So um, he was like, yeah, nobody's ever done a football match. It's usually like things like yomping up a fucking mountain or, or something or sailing or whatever, canoeing. Like, well, yeah, I went and it'll be good. Cause you, you can get the banners out around the, around the stadium. You can get good. And I was, like, I'll be talking about you guys a lot on the podcast and what have you. 
and he was like, why did you choose like us? And I was like, well, I heard a lot about you through like social media and things like that. And I went, and if I'm honest, I went to things like the RAF Benevolent Fund uh, previously to help with the podcast and, and help with myself. And they basically turned me down. So I was like, well, I, I'm not going to help them if they're not going to help me as bad as that sounds. Um, and I was like, but I know for a fact that you guys have stuck your neck out for, a, for a, a number of fucking vets, no matter what the cat badge. So it's like, I think you guys are brilliant and I'd love to help you out. He was like, oh, fucking sound. We'll get you. And it's those are little things that I thought were brilliant. Like, <laughs> so we've obviously got 22 players that we've got. So, cause we're all going to be pretty old and knackered. Say, say that like 33 is old, but I'm going to be old and knackered. Um, yeah. So I've got basically two teams and I told mind originally that we've got 22 players. Can I get like a good number of shirts for like the warm up and things like that? So the lads will wear them. Yeah, we can, we can send you one out. I was like, well, all right, that's not going to help. And I, and I spoke to Charlie at fucking rock to recover and he was like, how many do you need? And I was like, well, I need 22. He's like, yeah, I'll get that done. We'll get that done. We'll get you a banner sent out and all this. I was like, fucking brilliant. And he went, have you got any mascots? And I was like, well, yeah, my daughters are going to walk out with me. He went, oh, we'll get you some kids ones as well. I was like, you're fucking brilliant. <laughs> love it. But so I'll tell you a story. Go for it. I love a story. So the bloke, the bloke you're talking about is Charlie Hobson. That's the one. So Charlie Hobson is a retired Royal Marines brigadier. Now... In, I was discharged from the Marines on the 1st of July, 2010. Yeah. And I had planned that uh, September that year, I was going out to America with a bunch of lads and we were running from New York to LA, uh, fundraising, three and a half thousand miles. Charlie, at the time, was the chief executive of the Royal Marines Association. He was the boss, a retired, recently retired uh, wo 2 Richie Puck was the operations manager. There were three girls that worked in the office doing the admin at Whale Island in Portsmouth. And he rang me up, never met him before, didn't know who he was. And he said, my name's Brigadier Charlie Hobson, retired. Would you like a job? And I'm like, that would be brilliant. And, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what happened with my job search in a minute. I said, yeah. what do you want me to do? He's like, don't know yet. We'll make something up. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's brilliant. And then yeah. I said, listen, sir, I'm, I'm about to go on this big run. I'm going to be out the country for like three and a half months. And uh, he, I was like, is, is fundraising going to be part of this role? And he went, it can be, yeah. And I went, okay, let me speak to the team. And so then we added them as the fourth benefactor for the event. And that then became my job, like fundraising, raising awareness for this association. Now Charlie's obviously cross-decked and he, he's changed to... Uh, rock to recovery but back then this is 10 years ago um, yeah, yeah. it was just me charlie richie and, and three girls in the office and now there's like 46 of us it's, it's phenomenal how it's now evolved into the royal marines charity rma the royal marines yeah, charity yeah. and it, it's i'm still working there and it's just so crazy to see the growth of it it's and awesome, not not mate. just in terms of you know, people that work there. But like I said yesterday, I'm interviewing one of the girls. We've got an education and employment cell with three girls in. We've got a fundraising cell. We've got an operations cell. We've got nearly 100 branches of the Royal Marines Association that 
have veterans and their families in it's just so like you, you can't i can't help but feel massively proud every day that i work from it and just to see from inside it growing and growing and growing awesome, mate, and even yeah. recovery a part of, of that uh that family and, and that you know organization and I, i've been a, a beneficiary of both the charity and rock to recovery i go and see jamie and the guys when i'm struggling a bit and, and get some of their specialist help to keep me yeah. on track you know and it's just awesome. to really see the guys doing the work in the trenches and, and helping guys out is is crazy you know it's, it's, it's i love it i love it just to see that because i'll be honest you know as a veteran and especially one in the charity world i'm i'm privy to a, a lot of the negativity that I see on social media, yes. people moaning and complaining. And I sit back and I observe a lot of it. And I can honestly say hand on heart that the criticism in, in what I do now, the, the organization that I work for is, is bare minimum. Yeah. And the stuff that I do see isn't even always justified. It's just someone angry ranting and, and yeah, yeah. you know, because I sit in there, I'm in the trenches with them, and I see how many people they help, and I see how hard the staff work daily. You know, yeah, like yeah. in the little team I work in, marketing and comms, me and those guys, you know, we're, we're texting this morning at six o'clock in the morning. You know, and we'll te be texting and working at nine o'clock at night on our phones because everyone's just like on the same mission and, and yeah, passionate yeah. as hell about getting it done. I you know, it's, it's. Yeah, that was like, obviously, I had a little dig at the uh, benevolent fund there but that's because that was my own that was me like oh i'm trying to do something good nobody seems to want to help and i was like angry at that point i was like oh fuck it mm -hmm. however i also know they've done a lot of fucking good shit like for example they helped my uncle out my uncle um had bowel cancer and, and really bad ms when he was going through his treatment they were helping him out and things like that so i know that they do do brilliant work so I'm not fucking slagging him off too much, but it was like that point for me, I was like, oh, you yeah. said that you were going to send someone out to come and talk to me and we can get it. Like, I wasn't even asking for much. I was like, maybe you could help me get a mic, for example. Right. Um, but I was like, oh, like, you know, when you get that frustrated and you're like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, and I'll get it. But yeah, like I, I've done, I've done a few things for the Benevolent Fund before. Um, help for heroes that sort of thing but yeah rock to yes. covey they were on my list that i wanted to help them out get some uh yeah eyes on them as well you know what i mean i think i think like you said lately a lot of charities have been getting a lot of shit it's like hang on a minute and, and it's difficult now as well because i was I'm, saying I'm about to jump back and... yeah sorry carry on I'll bring I'm just saying I'm about to jump back on the, the fundraising bandwagon myself because, you know, being an insider, I, I see the massive effect this year's had on... Oh, yeah, of course. On, all of our events have been cancelled. You yeah. know, in November, we normally have a massive gala dinner in London, which creeps close to seven figures, and it's just been wiped out completely. Shit, yeah. So... You said right at the beginning, you know, have I got any anything physical going on, any physical challenges or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, I put out a, a shout on my Facebook yesterday asking people for ideas. Yeah. Because I really want to, I feel deeply passionate now about filling that void and getting that yeah. pop 
filled back up next year when, when we can hopefully get back amongst it. Um, first of all, because I and my family have been beneficiaries, but second of all, you know, I deal daily with people that yeah. need all sorts of stuff from a wet room in their house, you know, because they're disabled to, like you said, um, even a, a microphone because they want to start a podcast. You know, I, I, I'm in there daily and I see it and I see the need for it. And it's hard to watch the the funds not dry up, but take the hit. Yeah. And I, next next year, I'm going to get right back amongst it. Hand biking, jujitsu, awesome, speaking mate. events, online auctions. I've got loads of kit here that I'm probably just going to do something with and, and auction it off oh, and good to effort. the highest bidder. Um, yeah, just try and... I love all that. And I was saying to the missus, that's what I was going to say, um, I was saying to the missus um, yesterday, well, I was talking to, I can't remember his name now, he was a, an officer in the Marines. I can't remember his name. It will come to me at some point. I was doing a, a course recently called Inner Armour, which is to do with positive psychology. And, and it's all life changing. They're trying to bring it into the military so that they can give uh, troopers the fucking tools to deal with any sort of mental health injuries before they even take hold. So you already know how to deal with it. But anyway, and um, I was saying about... Um, help for heroes and things like that and how 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 good they've been and, and things like that and and companies like say combat fuel that give some of their proceeds and profits to them and i was like but at the minute it doesn't seem enough like you don't see people walking around with a fucking help for heroes band on anymore um and things like that and i was saying to the missus that it's quite possibly due to the fact that we are pretty much closed down from iraq afghanistan even syria and things like that so you're not seeing the military on the telly as right. much so people aren't going oh those fucking boys blah, blah, blah. but they it's like they've sort of semi forgotten i'm guessing i know they haven't but it's like you go into a shop you don't tend to see the help for heroes box anymore that you can or it, i'm just using help right. for heroes for example like people would put a quid in and get a fucking band you know what i mean it's like you only see it seems to just gone reverted all the way back now to the the poppy appeal that 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 would probably be the only one yeah. we tend to see on in November. It's like, you know, I think that was always going to be the case, you know, because, and it, you know, I'm I'm big enough and ugly enough to to know that it's just life that mm. you know we were flavor of the month for a good ten years, I think. Yeah, and eventually, you know, like right now, now the NHS is at the yeah. forefront. You know what I mean? And then next week it'll be something else. And then next week it'll be something after that. Uh, and I kind of always knew that this was going to be the case, but that's why stuff like what you're doing here and all the other veterans are doing is so important because yeah. we, we keep it out there in the public eye, in their consciousness, in that domain. And, you know, being a veteran now in the UK, it, it's gone along the same route as in America. Like it, it's a massive thing in America. Like people up into America and people introduce me as staff sergeant, so-and-so retired. And I'm like, you still carry your rank as a civvy. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, that's, we're, we're veterans. We're really well respected over here. And I'm yeah. like, well, I, I, I see it going down that route with us in the UK now. You know, we get a lot more yeah. recognition as a veteran. Um, and we have the, we have these platforms now where we can get out there and, do this kind of stuff and keep it in the public eye, you know? Yeah, definitely, mate. 
And go back to your little thing there about um, staff sergeant retired. So that actually reminds me of a bluey I got from my dad. My dad very rarely wrote to me when I was away. And he did it this one time where he put literally Edwin James Thompson, flight sergeant retired. And then he had his fucking service number on it. I was like, you nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off, dad. What are you doing? But it's good though, because I, I, I feel my experience is that 10, 15 years ago, maybe longer, maybe not so long, but being a veteran wasn't cool. It was like, yeah. oh, you're the old guys that wear the blazers and the medals and the berry. But now yeah. being a veteran is cool as fuck. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? I agree. You've got totally. so many it's fucking like, cool people out there. I, I, say it, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm a veteran. I, I did this, this, and this. And they're like, you did what? You fucking mm. right, I did. Yeah. I say, I say it to the kids all the time just to wind them up. I was like, you do yeah, know, um, cool I, I wind them up. So they're like, daddy, how, they'll say something like, daddy, how strong are you? And go, I'm that strong. And they're like, how strong? It's like, I'll put it this way. Coronavirus has to wear a mask for me. And she's like, <laughs> oh, shit, dad. <laughs> I'm so nails that when I walk outside and look at the grass, it cuts itself. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, You're going the down the Chuck Norris to, road now. Yeah, the one I used to really wind them up with. Again, they'll be like, Daddy, how strong are you? It's like, you do know I I had a fight with a bear once. Really? Yeah. Knocked it clean out. One punch. We're on its stupid nose. Did you? Yeah. And now they're like, shut up, Dad. You're lying. It's like, I'm not. I had a fight with a bear. (laughs) It was Yogi Bear. Yeah, Yogi Bear. (laughs) (laughs) You probably can hear that now flying over. No, I'm good. I can't hear it. That's all right, then. Perhaps I don't need to um, soundproof. There's a fucking no, plane flying over. No, you're good. Oh, happy days, mate. Happy days. Fucking, yeah, just... It, it, I do enjoy being a veteran. Like, obviously, I loved, I loved serving. It was one of the things that I don't regret leaving, but if I'd stayed a bit longer, I would have probably been a bit happier. Um, right. But, like, now on facebook and things like that we've got in our regiment we've got a thing called linked rocks a bit like linkedin but for all the other fucking regiment guys and there's like there's more people in that group on facebook than there is serving in on the squadrons now uh, in the in the in the regiment and uh it's just it's brilliant like and then i think we ended up getting we found out there's about seven eight of us down down south in in kent so we've now restarted the RAF Regiment Association for for Kent. And it's like, oh, fucking brilliant. So that's restarted. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've now got members. It's like, well, we've always been here. We've been here for like seven years. Mm. And it's like nobody's ever mentioned it. It's like, when are we, when are we meeting well, up for yeah. a pint? You know what I mean? <laughs> Again, though, all that stuff, like be an association, you just thought it was all old boys. Yeah. That sat in that and, and nursed a pint for like three hours, yeah. you know, saying, you know, like we said earlier, back in my day, yeah. you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I, I used to get really it. Me. I used to think exactly like that. Like, so obviously, like I mentioned, my old man was, he did 22 years uh, parachute jumping instructor, attached to 2 2, um, did their fucking jumps and things like that. Anyway, 
which is why I'm originally from Hereford because that's where we moved to. And mm. it was literally just like you were saying, oh, he, he's a he's a SAS veteran sat in the pub. You look at him and you go, is he though? Yeah. Is he? But mm. yeah, you would see him remembrance with their fucking jackets on and you'd be like, fucking hell, they're old. You Automatically, you're like, a veteran has to be an old fucker. World War II that style. That was the image. Yeah. And... Yeah, but it's, it's cool to be a veteran now. You see blokes out there. It's, it's like being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like when people used to say, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, you don't really do anything then. You just kind of scratch around trying to make money. Now everyone <laughs> wants to be a fucking entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Look at everyone's Instagram bio. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur. And it's like, or it wasn't cool figure. back in the day, but now it is. Yeah, public figure. Don't, yeah, I think mine says that. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, you got blue tick, you're all right. I'm a blue tick wanker. You're blue tick wanker. You're allowed, you're allowed to put public figure. Yeah. I just, I just yeah, wanna, I mean, I think... going to have to see some thirsty now, posts from you. With your thirsty posts, your ass hanging out a little bit. Yeah, I can't do that. I'll, get, I'll lose my tick. <laughs> yeah, it's a different world now. Like, with being a veteran and everything like that. I've personally seen, since I got whacked, the support grow massively. More, yeah. more so within the Royal Marines community um, because it's so small. Yeah. You know, our, our, we're not like the Army or, or the Navy. You know, I know we're part of the Navy, but those beasts are so big. Yeah. That... They make loads of good changes, but you don't yes. see it so much. Whereas so, in this small community... Yeah, we, as, as much as the Marines are, are the benchmark, as it were, the RAF Reg, when we, I know, I know, when, by the way, those that are listening, I know we're not the same as the Marines. This is not my point. <laughs> um, but when it comes to that sort of beast that you're talking about there, that you're part of the Navy, but you're not, we're the same with the Air Force where yeah. they fucking hate us because we've, we're fucking idiot infantry, inverted right. commas. So mm-hmm. it's like we get everything like last anyway. It's like, oh, have you seen what the Air Force are doing? Staying in mm-hmm. a hotel. What's a fu- <laughs> it's like, what's a fucking hotel? <laughs> no, mate, My shell no. scrape didn't look like that, I'm telling you. That's all right. No, you I hear the, you, mate. You did the five mile of death, you're all right. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, who, who released that video? Oh, I really, I've, I've mentioned this before as well. Not on it, on, on Twitter it was. I think it was um, Hugh from the H-Hour podcast. He sent me a message. He went, how true is this? And he was like the five mile, someone was talking about the five mile of death. And I was like, in terms of that course, yes, that's what he said. And I was like, that is not what my course did. My course, we did, I don't even know how long it was. It wasn't a a Marine march by any stretch, but it was a lot longer than five miles, put it that way. The bit with all the, all the, all the ammo, all the bomb. Yes. I've never had my kit so heavy in my life. And then we did do a 24 hour firefight. Not what he said at the end, which was like a two hour firefight. I think he said, mm-hmm. So we did it as was night and day, like literally constantly. And then we were fucked by the end of it. So, and then when you see that video, Oh, I think everybody in the fucking, in the rap ridge hate that video. Everyone. Cause that's what we get now. It's like, Oh, well, you can't do the five mile of death. So ow, oh, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that he put now you can stand with the fucking powers and the marines and say I am it's like I don't think we can because if you've made that fucking video 
he's famous now. He's famous now. The funny thing is, though, that guy, he was, um, he was part of SFSG. He was attached to Three Power for ages. He actually did a bit, that no. bloke. But no. absolute helmet. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the other one we get? So, we obviously get Five Mile of Death. We get You Only Guard the Naffy. That's a good one. Um, oh, shoot, shooting our own body armor. That was a good one. My Raf Reds shoot their own body armor. Apparently, during the, oh, I hate this as well, the Battle of Bastion, basically when the okay. Taliban fucked up and closed their fucking tower down and the ta Taliban got in, we ended up destroying them and getting them out of there. And apparently, to make us look more warry, a lot of them shot our own body armor to make it look like we were being shot at. I'm pretty sure that never happened. But I can't confirm it because that wasn't that wasn't my squadron. So it may have happened, but I'm pretty sure it didn't. Well, they would. I would assume. Not that I'm any sort of forensic expert, but yeah, if you're using SA80s at five five six and Taliban have got AKs with seven six two, you're going to see the difference. Yeah. In you'd like to think so, but yeah. yeah, I why 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 let the truth get in the way of a good rumor? I love it. Exactly. You shoot your own exactly. body armor. Shut up, dickhead. <laughs> uh, every 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 regiment gets its own thing, don't they? Yeah. You know, whether well, we we get a load of shit about <laughs> my, my mate was a sergeant major at two nine commando, and he's always talking about me eating crayons and stuff like that. I'm just like, <laughs> yes. So we like, eating crayons. Yeah, I know. I'm like, hang about, mate. I finished school. I was educated up to I think colonel. Kind of academically, I could have been a colonel. Um, so yeah, I don't eat crayons. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not, we're, not all, we're not all crayon munchers, you know. Unless they're Crayola, because they're the best. They're the best kind. Yeah, purple ones. <laughs> just, uh, just purple. Just purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love these fucking little things that pop up. Like definitely like. Yeah. The garden and the naffy is brilliant. How would you know? Yeah. You don't leave the wire, you guard the, guard the naffy. It was like, what are you talking about? I remember once I was having a... I, 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 I'm known to bite. So if someone says something like that I disagree with, I'll bite. I can't help it. Right. And this bloke was going off on one about the, the RAF reg. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to have this. It's like, well, you guys don't leave the wire. And I literally put a, post, a picture up of me on a patrol in Kandahar and I went there you go not a wire in sight mate and he was like well you didn't do that often I went oh here's another one that's a different day it's like you're a dick I think yeah. he was um, a really old school oh, I'm gonna guess artillery or something like that in the army and it's like hang on a minute you probably didn't do anything anyway what are you talking about you did, yeah, like, sent, yeah, you did yeah. sense and warn or something like that <laughs> I tell you what one of the things that gets me on social media is um so like I will like I think my last post on Instagram I recorded guys yesterday coming in two troops are just passed their nine mile speed march so their second commando test oh yeah so I'll, I'll put it up and then you'll always get someone right commenting the fact that they're not their drills not great and I'm like all right so first of all my, my mindset is they've just smashed the commando test right yeah so yeah. On one hand, I'm like, 
that's not important. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, no, because even though we're hanging out our ass, we're supposed to hold ourselves to this high standard and, you know, just still concentrate, still operate effectively. And that includes marching in step. But I'm, I'm just reading through these comments like, why, why say anything at all? Why not yeah. say congratulations, lads? Yeah. You're, just, you're halfway through to earning your green beret now. You've like done a two nice tests. One, fellas. It's like going. some old, old boys like, well, they're not marching in step and that guy isn't doing this properly. And I'm like, yeah, just say congratulations. Yeah. Just, you, just it's, be it's, proud it's, of them. It's the thing, isn't it? You, well, you were talking about this on, the, uh, on my Inner Armour course that I did how you automatically go to negative when you're talking about Everyone stuff. Does. Yeah. And it's, it's just, a th- it's just a, yeah, it's human nature. And that's what you were saying. He was like, not that we have to change human nature. We just have to be careful with how we keep going. Like it started off. He went, I'm just going to, we're going to do a little, he went, we've, we've literally just done a little test thing. And you guys didn't even realize. I was like, fuck it. What? So we started off, we were joking about basically my room, that I had. So I got given a room, did the, did the course for that day, came back to my room. Some bloke had moved out of another room, said that he was in my room and all my shit got taken out and left on the fucking reception. And I, I was like, hang on. So uh, this, this is my stuff. And they were like, yeah. And I went, why is that not in the fucking room? Cause you don't live in that room. Like, I fucking do dickhead. And then I got moved up into another room anyway. So that came up and then it was literally negative thing after negative thing that the lads all around the table going, oh, but the fucking food was shit. This was shit. And so what started off as a joke that was quite lighthearted then turned into this debate of how shit this hotel was. And he was like, see, see what happened? I went, and now we need to bring that back, back to the, what do you call it? Post-traumatic growth sort of situation where instead of being on the negative, we're going to continue to focus on the positive bit, which was funny that Tomo got fucking a shit room. Yeah. It was like, that's how we got to deal with it. We don't just, because how, how the mood has changed. So it's the same on social media because everyone's got a fucking platform and they might not like, like you said, the marching, he was fucking out of step, dickhead. It's like, why can't you just say, well done on passing the fucking speed march? Just like exactly what you said. Past the speed march, mate. Not many people would be able to fucking do that. It's funny though, isn't it? Like, most people, I think, if, if you went out to a restaurant, right, and you went and had your meal, everything was fine, you, know, you enjoyed the food, the service was good, you go back and be like, yeah, it was a good night. But you wouldn't automatically go, right, I'm going to jump on their Facebook page and give them a five-star review or a four-star yeah. review because I thought it was great. But if you go there... And it's like, your starter was cold. You know, that's fucking shit. What they sat me? You'll go straight back home and go, this restaurant's shit. They were crap. This yeah. didn't go up to my... And it's like, people. why are people so motivated to jump yeah. online and do the negative stuff? But if you had a great experience, you're not so yeah. you know, motivated to go on and go, oh, it was actually really good. And I had a great time and the, the staff were great. Unless it's, you know, ridiculously above and over and beyond people tend to do the positive yeah yeah but, yeah yeah for you, a experience like people's expectations now were like yeah it's crazy well, would, to be fair you're 100 percent right there. so um i took the missus out for our anniversary went to miller and carter and had a fucking beautiful steak it was fucking cooked perfectly food was lovely they even remembered my little so i put a little 
um, asked to any requests. I put it's my ninth anniversary. Could you put us a strawberry daiquiri on the table and a and a glass of whiskey for myself? Obviously, standard. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was there when we arrived. And me not thinking, like I should have. Like yeah, I gave him a tip and what have you, but I didn't then put on the reviews. Oh, they're fucking brilliant. Didn't even think to do mm. that. Yeah, but I'm sure if I had a shit meal, I would have gone. I might, I might have to say something. But yeah, to be fair, I don't tend to do that either. It's like I've eaten it. My dad's the worst one for negative when it food. I hate going out for meals with my dad. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been for a meal with my dad where he's enjoyed it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, he's a pain in the ass. He'll always find something that you don't like. I think I'm the opposite. I just, I just eat it, even if it is yeah. shit. Same. I'll just I'm like, eat. Oh, this will fucking do. Yeah, I've had a lot worse, so I'm just like, yeah, yeah. this is nice. That'll do. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. <laughs> oh, here's the other thing I was going to say about your um, prosthetic, especially your arm. So. I noticed on your on your dock you had like the Invictus Games badge and things like that. So when you get it all cast and made, do you choose then what like is it a cover or is it just part of the arm itself? No, I just got a vinyl wrap put on it afterwards. Ah, that makes sense. Just go to like a vehicle wrapper, um, get a graphic drawn up, and then I'll just leave the arm with them and they'll label it all up for me. Oh, that's so funny. I can just rip it off if I want. Oh, so it's like literally you don't need like a million fucking arms in. Oh, I fancy being Spider-Man today. No, but you you can get like airbrush prosthetics. People will airbrush stuff on your sockets. and uh, But I, I like the what, the way I can just change it if I want to. Yeah, that's a, that's a no. yeah. A bit like a phone case. You get bored after a while. You're like, it's yeah, fucking. Exactly. Exactly like that, mate. Yeah, but with vinyl. Yeah. Mm. Little, little things like that is like you can't help but ask like a lot of people are probably afraid to ask about fucking your prosthetics and yeah, yeah. things like that like it's like is that going to offend him or but not that, that question offended. not that that question would offend you but you know what I mean yeah I don't get offended mate the fucking bluetooth legs though is the best mm. thing I've ever seen like when you were put on I'm going those of you who haven't check out his doc on Amazon um but yeah, it's like when you're pressing the button and his fucking leg starts moving, it's like that's fucking brilliant. But I can yeah, see no, your point where a lot of people where a lot of people probably go, Oh, he's not walking himself though. And then you were explaining oh, no, how you ha- how you are. It's like of course he's sent me. He's not he's not fucking terminator. It takes it takes a double above the amputee anywhere between three hundred and five hundred percent more energy to do anything than any able bodied person. Yeah. The legs don't push me forward and walk for me no, it's still course. taking me six yeah. of energy uh, to do anything but you know I've got an app on my phone which connects to my leg via bluetooth so I can switch the modes for like gym mode and, and cycling mode whatever it is I'm doing that's pretty that's, um, that's fucking alley that but it it's all me yeah of course it is mm. it's like why, why wouldn't it yeah. be you know what I mean you're not no, I wish they did walk for me and it was yeah easy. of course be great. it'd be fucking brilliant be great yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, not quite yet. Did you ever think about putting the blade? Can you put the blades on and do the running, or or is it? Yeah. From what, you you can yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Did you ever want to do that during your um like Invictus stuff, or was it just you? Nah. I I didn't like running when I had legs, mate. 
Um, Not the only one. <laughs> no, I've got I, legs. I don't I just, like running. <laughs> I was never built for it. Um, built for tabbing. Very though. heavy. Yeah, I could do that for days. Days. I could, I could yeah. jump for days on end. Pack horse, but I mate. can't do that. Yeah, I can't do anything at that speed. And so, you know, running, I just, I don't enjoy it. I don't yeah. like it. I, I've got no interest Same. in it. I just did it whenever I had to do it. Yeah, the amount of people go, oh, you fancy going out for a run? Absolutely not. No, I'd rather I, poke my eyes out. With a I'd rather, if, you're, if we're going to do any sort of running, I'll do like a few sprints with you if you want, because then they're done. So I can go home. Yeah. But I don't even like running the bath. No, no, that's how get, much I hate running. Yeah, it's getting a shower, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I've got they're down there actually underneath the cupboard. I've got a set of running blades. I might dust them off next year for this for these fundraisers. Yeah, I was going to say you got some but, challenges then. You just said hate running, yeah. but I, I think if I do something like a 5k, I could probably take my kids with me as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what it's I mean? Bad chat, and mate. 5k, I mean, anyone can do 5k. It's not, what is it, three, three and a half miles, if that, yeah, not even that far. Um, yeah, it'd be all right. But with running, what I said just now about walking is three to 500% more energy. Running, oh, yeah, six, seven, eight hundred percent. It's just horrendous um, until you get the technique weight off. Mm. And then you can use the blades to your advantage. But yeah, it's not some common. Yeah, you have to intro. figure out how to uh, load up and, and go for a yomp. Put a yeah, no, I'm good with that. I'm good. <laughs> hey, hey, Tomo, absolutely fuck no. How about that? <laughs> I'm getting older, mate. It's not so exciting anymore, that stuff. Yeah, at least, at least it won't hurt your knees. <laughs> no, but I'll smash my lower back. <laughs> oh, here's the other thing, right? Talking about. Um, kids and that so there's a there's a couple of clips of you with um, your little ones and you're like carrying them up the stairs and they're on your shoulders and you're going up the stairs mm-hmm. fucking my missus went <laughs> she went that's a bit dangerous i went i'm sure he knows what he's doing when he's probably done that fucking over and over and over again he knows how to get up the stairs she was like i wouldn't trust you going up the stairs i went i wouldn't trust me going upstairs i went mark's more able-bodied than me i fall over nothing <laughs> Now, you, you can't really see it on the video, but the, the way my body is positioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. my upper body is leaning forward, so they're not leaning back, and they, they were briefed to grab the handrails anyway, because yeah. it, 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 it could be unsafe. Yeah. When I throw them over my shoulder when they were much smaller, I used to put them on my shoulder, um, so you know, their belly's there on my shoulder, and, and just count on one shoulder, and that was fine. But when yeah, they were yeah. sat, the leg either side of my head, They'd grab out onto the, the handrail and uh, support themselves, and I'd lean forward quite a lot. Yeah. So they went off balance. But yeah, because I'm I'm known for being pretty fucking clumsy, so I'll literally fall over right. air, mate. Like I've got the right. I've got the world's weakest ankles anyway, so I'm always rolling my ankles. I'm like, that's why I don't carry the kids up the stairs. We've got steep yeah. stairs in our house. Okay. I was like, that's why I don't carry them up, and if I do, I'll do it on all fours just in case. Yeah. It's the fact that I went, well, Mark's more able-bodied than me, so don't worry about it. <laughs> they can walk themselves up now, they're old enough. Yeah, exactly, that's what I say. It's my oldest as well. We used to call it the Daddy Express when I'd carry him up. Go on, can I go on okay. the Daddy Express? It's like, yeah. The little one, I can still, well, I could do the oldest, but the little one's light as shit. 
I'm like, yeah. Okay. Mm. And then the eldest would be waiting downstairs. Like, can I go? It's like, you can walk. You're nine. You f- get downstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dad, that's not fair. Oh, no. <laughs> Kids are brilliant. Mm. Fucking brilliant. Oh. Tell you what, mate. I think that's a, that's a good place to fucking press pause on. I don't even know how long we've been doing this for. Can't even see the timer. You it? might go. Hour and a half. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Don't want to be a. Uh... Hang on, lunchtime. It is, mate. Wings. Yeah. Wings for me. <laughs> mate, honestly, though, an absolute honour and a privilege to have you on on the Ground Zero podcast. It's been fucking brilliant. Oh, thank you. For I love me. it. Love it. Thank welcome you for welcome me. back anytime, mate. Anytime. Honest. Thank you. It's fucking brilliant. Now all I need to do is get your book and then I'll be proper fanboyed up, mate. Watch the doc, listen to your podcast, need the book. Go I'm to the, the premiere book. of your movie, just saying. Just want to be on the list. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's been a privilege, mate. Honest. And I like the fact Thank that the, uh, the reorg t-shirt that you're wearing is very similar to the Granite Zero logo. I reckon so. I noticed that. I, I did notice fucked. that. I reckon someone's nicking my designs. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, you stay safe and have a fucking good day, mate. You too, Tom. Well, thanks, mate. No problem, mate. Catch you soon. See you, mate. Bye. There you have it. Literally two in the fat with the one and only Mark Ormrod. Amazing guy. True inspiration. You know, podcast host. Victor Games medalist, Royal Marine Commando, does loads for charity work, works as part of the Marines Charity Association, and it's just, it was just an honour and a privilege to have him on, um, and yeah, it's just, I can't stop smiling, I'm a proper fanboying out, he's like a, like a, like a soldier dad, he's fucking brilliant, you know, um, Check out his documentary, hashtag no limits, on um, Amazon and check him out on all his on, on all his socials. He is fucking truly an epic guy, you know. Speaking of like the Raf Reg motto through adversity, he fucking holds that aloft with his one arm. <laughs> um but yeah. Cheers again guys for tuning in. Thanks to Infusion C V D, thanks to Right Flank. I've been Tomo. This has been the Granite Zero podcast. As they say in the regiment, per ardua. Through adversity, I'm Tomo and I'm out.